Hey everybody, welcome back. This is GRE Bytes. My name is Davis. I'm an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. Please check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at stellargre.com and use the code BITES, B-I-T-E-S, for 10% off all memberships. All right, I'll be straight, simple, and sweet to the point this time. Study buddies, should you have one for the GRE? Pros, cons, what are your thoughts? Study buddies, yeah. Uh, it really depends on a a personal preference, I think. Well, I taught a class uh, in San Francisco for many years uh, around the stellar system. And I had a great time teaching that class. It was also very social. I think the fact that these folks developed relationships with the other people in the class actually made it more likely that they were consistent that they showed up week after week to put in the time because the classes were held after work after work on a weekday when it might be difficult to drum up the focus and the willpower to sit through a GRE prep class. So those relationships, I think, actually helped people stay more compliant to the system. So I do think that having a study buddy can help maintain adherence to a program. I completely agree as someone who took that maybe six years ago uh, with you in San Francisco that uh, having a place to go and a community of people who are, who are um, all in the same boat together was uh, a bulwark. It did kind of support up uh, my ability to make it through the program and achieve the results I wanted. And also another thing that I found was really beneficial was uh, people would ask questions that I didn't necessarily think of. They, so I would get exposure to more questions and more content sooner. So, so you're talking about a, a group setting that was like seven or eight people uh, minimum, if I remember. It was like maybe 10 people max or something like that. Um, wh- you know, if that kind of an environment's not available, how can someone still derive the same benefits uh, at home? Just is one person enough, like just doing it in two? Sure. Just having one other person, I think, can help to maintain compliance. This is true for all kinds of things. If you have a a new habit that you're trying to start, like you want to go to the gym or you're dieting or you're starting some other um, new hobby, it's sometimes it's very useful to have a friend that you're doing this with to kind of keep each other accountable because habits are easiest to break when they're new, right? They haven't yet really become ingrained in that person's lifestyle and their behavioral repertoire. So to have somebody to kind of keep us on track whenever necessary can help to put in enough time and repetition so that we see the kind of results that we're looking for when we initiate a new activity. I think you just need one person, um, one other person as a study buddy. And um, to go on what you just discussed with respect to one of the benefits of the class where people would ask questions that you didn't think of and that kind of accelerated your growth, I think that was really interesting and well said. Another real benefit to a study buddy is most likely you're going to have complementary strengths. It's almost impossible for these for two people to be exactly the same with respect to their 
performances across all three sections of the test. And this is great because one of the best ways to learn is to teach. Like I learned that a long time ago when I started my teaching career. If you're going to get in front of a group of people and demand their attention for hours at a time, you have to really know your stuff. You have to be prepared for any question that you could possibly be asked or else you're kind of wasting people's time. So the need to teach drives the necessity to understand. Okay. So if you're working with somebody and they have, um, they're weak in sections that you're strong in, in which you're strong and vice versa, you can consolidate and solidify your own understanding through the necessity of teaching those concepts to your study buddy. And that's actually the best way for you to learn is to be able to teach your strengths to someone with a complementary profile. Is there another, uh, have you been exposed to anything in your, in your psychology background and work? Uh, is there anything to suggest that learning material in a group setting or with another person there, maybe because of an emotional connection or, or, or a novel, uh, emotional environment, um, in the need to teach or, or having someone you can rely on and learn from, does that aid in memory retention as well? As opposed to like, you know, being alone under your desk light, you know, at night and then falling asleep halfway through your study or something. You know, I'm not aware of, of any such study like that. Um, what I am aware of is that when people get together in real time to study, they have to kind of have some structure to that activity because other people can actually end up being distracting if you're not careful. That's why when people come together to study and say like a library, there's this strict protocol of silence and people are generally together, but they're separate and, and isolated. So the, the best way to study in a group is to kind of structure periods of quiet, intense individual focus that is interspersed with um, socializing opportunities and to make sure that everyone's on board with that. That could look like we do 30 minutes of focused, quiet study, and then 15 minutes of socializing where we get to just chat or talk or ask each other questions, and then back to 30 minutes of quiet individual studying. Um, that helps people to stay on track. It's generally a more enjoyable experience because you get to mix up the studying with socializing, but it limits the opportunities for distraction, which will prevent consolidation uh, and frustrate memory. That's an excellent point. Uh, and one I can attest to as well, which is that, you know, when you're picking a, a study partner, it's really important to have a care about, you know, compatibility that, that, as you said, that your goals are aligned, that you can agree on a, on a, uh, on a systematized or a structured interaction period. Um, and then that will drive the success much more than just uh, an amorphous, unorganized, you know, get together. Let's try to figure this out. So that's really important when picking uh, study partners. I appreciate your, your input there. Um, <clears throat> thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another bite-sized episode of GRE Bites. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like to discuss in the future, have us discuss on a future episode, let us know at stellargre at gmail.com. And if you're ready to take your prep to the next level, check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at stellargre.com. You can use the code BITES for 10% off all memberships. Talk to you guys again soon.